I'm pretty sure this was like the greatest frat boy prank of all time that totally backfired in the end. Don't you say it, Don't mother. you ever tell me not to say Don't Roland. Don't you say it. I wasn't even going to mention Lip Biscuit, but now, I, I, like, if you're going to goad me and tell me. Don't you're trying to say it. Don't you're trying to say it. You're trying to censor. Say it. I didn't say it. You're trying. I'm trying to say it does pay attention because you say saying. You guys are coming through turn, the speakers. Yeah, turn, right, turn the speakers rolling. down. Turn the speakers down. We were just enjoying some wonderful uh, footage from BitChute because it's the only place we could. No, it was actually YouTube. The full documentary was on YouTube. But it was a higher quality on Bitch Shoot. Bitch Shoot. Bitch Shoot. Yeah. Bitch Shoot. Good. So we are back for uh, another rendition of another the track. JFK. Back for another track, if you will. Where, where's my snare? My mic, my snare. My mic, my snare. Where's my dick? My balls? Dick, dick, balls. <clears throat> so we are back with another episode uh, tackling the JFK assassination and the conspiracies that abound surrounding said assassination. And uh, I want to give a brief, very brief history lesson on why uh, this next conspiracy theory might have a little bit more uh, legroom. Wait, I like wait. Wait was such a better word than legroom. This, this, yeah, this is, this is probably, this is, in my estimation, one of the more likely scenarios. Uh, however, not, not discounting any other options or maybe additions to this one. But this uh, conspiracy theory dives into uh, the CIA and the mafia working in cahoots, because I've been wanting to say cahoots forever. But working in cahoots to How's it uh, feel? How's to take it, feel it's, it, it feels great. <laughs> cahoots is a great word. Cahooters? <laughs> cahoots? Cahooters. Uh, but the CIA and Mafia had, had a working relationship since pretty much since the inception of the CIA, which was in the late 1940s, post-World War D. Part D. <laughs> World War D. Here he is. As the French would say. Max War, everybody! As the French, Cahoot as the French would say. Cahoot Cahoot but um, yeah, so they they worked together on a lot of different projects, especially uh, in assassinations of foreign leaders, because the CIA dealt with shady figures. They still deal with shady figures. Um, but in order to get some dirty work done, you might need to know some dirty, dirty people. But to give uh, to preface why the CIA might have a problem with the JFK, the Keanu is well. Well, JFK, both both the Kennedys, but they had but John, with the Kennedy, the president at the time, uh, they had a the, problem with Bobby too. Had a, had a pretty big problem with Bobby. Bobby was going after him pretty damn hard. Well, the mafia, the mafia, but not the CIA so much. But ipso facto, but the mafia and the CIA is in bed together. What you say? They are together. They are together in bed. They're, <laughs> they best they're, friends. They're, they're, they're banging. They're banging hard. They best friends. But <clears throat> during uh, when. Fidel Castro led his revolution, took over Cuba. That was kind of a big problem for the CIA and their heroin smuggling operations. Oh, damn. Also, keep in mind, this is, you know, the height of the Cold War, and you have this communist leader sitting right there, uh, just a stone's throw from uh, Key West, Florida. I mean, striking distance for, you know, you don't even need intercontinental ballistic missiles at this point right. to, to hit somebody with a nuke. He's aware. So CIA is unhappy. They ain't got so much money for their black bo- black ops budget. Uh, and then you have the mafia who were losing out on their drug trade, which again, working in tandem with the CIA. But they also had a plethora of casinos. A plethora is a lot. Uh, that is a lot. A lot. A lot. But they had a lot of casinos that they were operating down there, and they were just paying off the previous leader that Fidel Castro deposed. And uh, Fidel Castro wasn't taking none of that money. He did. You know what? This is all Cuban money. This is our GTFO. 
And uh, the in 1961, I believe it was, uh, that was the Bay of Pigs fiasco, which was a CIA-led operation where Cuban exiles formed a military and which the CIA also hey, trained. <gasps> Could you believe that? The CIA trained and supplied these people. And uh, the Bay of Pigs was... A massive failure and a huge embarrassment for the CIA and America. But the reason it was primary reason it was a, was a, that it was a failure was because JFK would not sign off on allowing U.S. troops to join the fight. No, no American soldiers on Cuban soil. So he's being a diplomat here. He's he's being a sneakier, letting the CIA do their their dirty the dirty work, and he just didn't want. It to become a huge international incident since Russia and Cuba were kind of getting all butt buddied. You can be a butt buddy and be a communist, right? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I'm just. I'm again. There's defer to our expert. (laughs) Defer to our butt buddy expert, Dustin, on the mic. Just Uh, kidding. You're you're straight. (laughs) I tried. Oh, denied by the D. Denied the D by the D. Both of them. (laughs) (laughs) The old double D over there. Okay. That's heartbreaking. (laughs) So you've got, um, you've got the Cubans, uh, with Fidel Castro that are now pissed about this failed invasion. They find out the CIA is involved. And, uh, the reason, one of the reasons it failed was because also, uh, JFK was not going to allow the American bombing raids and the few raids that made it through before it was canceled were horribly targeted and ineffectual. So Fidel Castro won the day and uh, yeah, he told America to go suck it. And then he called up uh, President Khrushchev. Uh, again, Russian. Oh, we're not Russian at the time. It was uh, the Soviet Union. But he called up uh, the Soviet Union guy, Mr. Khrushchev, and said, hey, these Americans are being dicks. You want to get back at them? You bring some missiles over here. You shove one right down their throats. And, uh, yeah, that the Cuban Missile Crisis happened not that long after. And, uh, I would like to point out, uh, the lack of diplomacy today versus back in the day. Uh, this is when everyone was terrified about the Third World War and it being literally the end of life on Earth. Because of, you know, again, atomic bombs. Nuclear bombs. Nuclear bombs. So. And the human mind is so fucked up. Dude, yes. The human mind is so fucked up. This this constant. You ain't got to do all that. Constant fight for power. You ain't got to do all that. Constant fight over resources and control over resources, which is the primary reason for war. But you've. Human mind's so So the world is terrified about this potential for nuclear war. And now. We have the two world's biggest superpowers. They have missiles right there on each other's doorsteps because the U.S. was not just sitting still. We were poised to fire over at Soviet Union. Uh, we had uh, two bases, two missile silos, uh, missile launch stations. Uh, one was located in Italy. I think the other was, it may have been Chile, but I'm not 100% on that one. If you want to fact check that, where where were the... During the Cold Cuba, uh, Cuban Missile Crisis, where it was wherever they was, we was ready. One, one was in Italy. We were ready. We were ready, ready. to to bang them, bang them hard. Give them the old. And the Russians managed to smuggle in quite a few uh, intercontinental, well, nuclear missiles into Cuba before we caught wind of it. And uh, the reason we figured it out was we did some uh, questionable surveillance, some flyovers with the CIA's very own U two spy plane. The reason the U-2 spy plane and that CIA connection is important is because we can make one more connection to the CIA that kind of throws a monkey wrench into the entire system. Lee Harvey Oswald, while he was a Marine, was stationed in Japan, the same base where they were flying, wait for it, U-2 spy planes out of. Now that you know, causation is not, or correlation does not equal causation. Just strike it, reverse it, however you want to phrase it. 
So there's no that maybe he wasn't a CIA operative. Maybe he was a CIA asset because Oswald was also. Mm -hmm. He spoke Russian fluently like a local. So when he defected. To the Soviet Union. He renounced his U.S. citizenship. Uh, met his wife there and Marina Oswald was actually uh, stated that when she first met Lee that she didn't know that he wasn't born and In raised Russia. Russian so you've got this completely asinine inept guy that the Warren Commission that's what they keep saying he's, he's an idiot basically he's a nobody that had no aspirations lazy he had a lackluster Marine Corps career uh, but he speaks fluent Russian, and he managed to convince the Russian government to give him asylum and allow him citizenship. More on Oswald later. But these are all re the, the reasons with the Cuban Missile Crisis that the CIA had a problem with this. And it wasn't just the CIA. So we also have certain members of uh, the chief, chiefs of staff. They're all military guys, right? Military industrial complex. They, they, they don't necessarily want the big war, but they want war. Right. Um, and Kennedy, in his diplomatic might, uh, wired a hotline straight to Moscow where he and Khrushchev could actually talk and convene. So while the U.S. was blockading Russian traffic to Cuba... To keep more missiles from coming in. Uh, there were a couple times where they thought that World War III was going to pop off. And nukes were going to drop and we're all going to die. Because Kennedy and Khrushchev had a, if not friendly, but at least a respectful diplomatic relationship. And enough respect to know that the other wasn't just going to keep. <laughs> they weren't going to play the game of chicken forever. Right. <laughs> one of the, one of them was going to crash the world yeah. and cause the other ones to fire off whatever they could crash the world. I have the info <clears throat> on the nukes. The nukes. Where okay. were our nukes stationed? So we deployed nukes on Turkish soil in 1959. And I'm not sure if this matters, but uh, in October 1962, uh -huh. that's when we discovered that Cuba had nukes as well. Yeah. Okay. So not sure if we had suspicion that they were doing that or if we just did it first. <laughs> well, <But. laughs> well, it was it was after after the Bay of Pigs was when Castro like Castro and the, the Soviet Union Khrushchev, they were they were friendly prior to uh, obviously the Cuba, uh, but prior to the Bay of Pigs, but post Bay of Pigs. Oh, yeah. You, you, you got two communists or, or two people with similar ideologies that feel like uh, America's uh, the great demon. Yeah. So you're forging, an, they're forging an alliance there. Oh. And, uh, the lack of action on Kennedy's part left a bad taste in uh, the CIA's mouth because it made them look stupid, like they were incompetent and inept. And then you had, uh, the mafia still just losing money hand over fist. And it's not that they're losing money actively. They're not currently making that easy money. Right. Again, highly motivating reasons. Money and power all the time. So post... Uh, post Cuban Missile Crisis, now we go into the connections. Uh, the CIA, FBI found no link or connection with either Oswald or Jack Ruby to the CIA or the mafia or anybody. Well, it's been kind of half-assed documented that when uh, Lee Harvey Oswald was in New Orleans handing out his pro-Castro literature, um, that where the address on the flyer, and we'll put that flyer up somewhere on screen, maybe here. Oh, uh, the flyer, the Procastro flyers and literature that he was handing out had an address on it. And that address just happened to be <laughs> registered to a CIA operative or at least they a, claiming to be a retired CIA operative. Um, whether he was active or retired, again, once a company man, 
Always a company man. Especially in the CIA. Yes. Especially in the CIA. So, for, let's say he is a former CIA, like, no ties with the company anymore at all. Do you really think that he wouldn't have noticed that in his building? (laughs) Pro-communist literature? Yeah. There's a lot of questionable things about Oswald's connection to the CIA. Again, starting with the U-2 spy planes in Russia, uh, not in Russia, in Japan. He he was definitely aware of it, and surely the CIA had uh, packets on every person that was on that base because the U-2 spy plane was classified. So, obviously, they, they knew they had a jacket on him. They knew who he was. They had to. There's no f- way that they would have let the security of that project just wide open. Right. Um, and then, again, his, his defection to Russia... Uh, again, it looks a lot like a CIA operation. There are a lot of CIA operatives from the time that said, yeah, uh, we sent, there was a lot of people that went to, that defected to Russia to collect information on what was going on in the country. Because they talk about the Iron Curtain back in the day. I don't know if y'all remember that from school. You could never see behind the Iron Curtain. They had a, they had a hard lock. Soviet Union had a hard lock on information coming in and information going out. So the easiest way to do something about it was to get people on the inside. So it's been theorized that, and I'm not saying it was or wasn't, but it's been theorized that this schmuck, this half-assed Lee Harvey Oswald, who managed to speak perfect, fluent Russian like a native, went out there as an undercover, if not operative, then an informant. He comes back. Oh, I, I, I want to I add this. Because... He served three years with the Marines. This is on record. He was honorably discharged, but before when he defected to Russia, they changed it to a dishonorable discharge. Hmm. Now, if you're a former Marine and the, our, our military personnel, if any are wa- watching and listening, you will know that uh, they'll testify that if you, you don't just go from an honorable discharge to a dishonorable discharge with, without good reason, and they usually won't change it after the fact. There's that, like retroactively going back and saying, nah, you know what? He was a good, he was a good Marine. Not, no, you know, no, you know what? Mm-mm, nope. He was unruly. He was a communist. It, it sounds like they're setting up a narrative to sell Oswald as a communist in order to get him into, into the Soviet Union. That's what it, that's what it looks like. That's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. If it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, talks like a duck, qu- uh, quacks like a duck. Maybe it's Howard the Duck. Yeah. He definitely had some good CIA tests. So far. In my opinion. And again, so far. And it seemed like they were grooming him for something. Yeah. And it's like intelligence gathering would be my guess. So again, there's that, there's that tie. And then you have Jack Ruby, who had been known to uh, frequent this guy as Marcello, the New Orleans mob boss. Carlos Marcello. Uh, can you look this up for me real quick? What, con- what country does it say he was born in? Because that was the country I was talking about. Carlos Marcelo. M-A-R-C-E-L-L-O. Like Jello. Marcello. Is, 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 Carlos is, is Marcello. Jello, is Jello Italian? Is Jello Italian? Jello. Sounds, sounds Italian. Marcello. Sounds Italian. Tunis. What's that? Tunisula. Tunisula. Tunisia. 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 I can read. <clears throat> okay, more more on Marcelo in a minute, uh, but you have you have Jack Ruby who runs the nightclub. Everybody knows he runs the nightclub if you followed the JFK story at all, even a cursory knowledge of it. He ran this you know, kind of scandalous nightclub. Well, he'd frequently go down to New Orleans, and they would get he would get his new quote unquote his words not mine skin from Marcelo's club down in New Orleans. So he would get new dancers and new singers, new talent. He would cycle them in. And apparently they did this all throughout the entire United States with the mafia. So they would have girls come in for a few weeks. And then to keep your clientele happy, keep, you got to keep the stock fresh. And again, I'm not trying to say women or meat. I'm saying this, this is, this how, is this how they work. This is, this is how it worked in the 60s. <clears throat> so you'd be, they'd be rotating people out. So... It's already known that he has ties with Marcello in New Orleans, but also he had ties with the Chicago Mafia. 
going up to one of the most world famous mobsters on the planet, Al Capone. Prior to him moving to Dallas. And it's thought that he was promoted, I guess would be the best way, to, but to handle some of the mob's minor operations or maybe even trafficking in people. I don't know about that. That is a different kind of conspiracy. But handling some of the mafia's business in Dallas and maybe just being a relay station or a stop waypoint from New Orleans, Dallas, and then maybe Chicago. I'm surely there's another couple of towns in there along that, that trade route. So you have all these connections with Ruby, and yet they never talked about this. And Ruby was on record to the Warren Commission and to the Dallas Police Detective Department. Uh, he said, if you bring me to D.C., I will tell you everything there is to know about what happened and why I did what I did. And Chief Justice Earl Warren and uh, is it? It wasn't Dulles. It was, oh, the future president of the United States, Gerald Ford. They were the only two people from the the Warren Commission to interview Jack Ruby. They interviewed him in Dallas and then never talked to him again. Hmm. So they made their assessment of Jack Ruby in like a half a day. And they had no no further mentions of mafia ties. Uh, Same thing with... uh, in the Warren Commission, no, no mention at all whatsoever of Lee Harvey Oswald having CIA ties. What? And, and this is like, this is current, like, we have, granted, we have the epicness that is the internet now, and it, the freedom, through the Freedom of Information Act, we have an access to a wealth of knowledge on the JFK assassination topic and the evidence, uh, at least the evidence that's been released. But it's gotten to the point now where it's just like you're looking at this and you have if the CIA was involved, how would they be able to to control what was going on? How would they be able to to organize it and orchestrate it in such a way? Mm-hmm. Well, when you look at what happened with the Secret Service and their massive missteps and failings, um, there there were reports of many of the presidential detail Secret Service partying in Dallas underground clubs until four in the morning, the day of the the assassination. What's your reaction time? Has anybody in this room not been drunk? Okay, everybody's been drunk in this room. So you wake up the day after a bender and let's say you only get four hours of sleep before you have to wake up to go to work or do something. What's your reaction time? I don't care if you're the greatest assassin on the planet. (laughs) There's no way that you're going to be at your top A-level game if you've been partying until four in the morning and the president's, uh, the presidential uh, flight, Air Force One landed at Love's Airfield in Dallas at, what was it, 11.40 a.m.? So you got less than five hours because this is, after you leave the hotel, you pass out drunk, you're not going to wear the same thing you wore. So you're going to have to wake up, shower to get the stink off of you, and then get dr- done this a get bunch. Dressed. Oh, again, we, it's well established that, expert, I, that, expert. that I was a raging alcoholic. Now I'm, I'm not trying. I, was a t- I no, didn't go there. No, I didn't go there. But no, I'm, I'm, I embrace I'm it. I embrace it's, it. It's good. It's good. I embrace it. But no, you like, and. This is Texas in November, late November, honestly, but in Texas, uh, we live in the South. We've had experience. It's technically the wintertime right now, but it's, uh, the weather has been flip-flopping back and forth so hard. I think I, it was a very warm day that day. All of these poor secret service, and I say poor secret service, these are, these are human beings for failing to do their duty this day, but You've got to think like how much of that alcohol was just wafting off of them while they're <laughs> running next to the presidential motorcade <laughs> for a mile. Like, oh my god, dude! What a laughing stock, bro. But again, how, what what is their response time going to be if there was was an attack? Yeah. So I mean, who organized and who bankrolled that Didn't, little party? Yeah. 
That's that's important. The, uh, again, who Super who would have important. enough influence to convince the head of the head of the Secret Service to allow that to happen? I don't know. Somebody question questionable. Why would they? What, oh, why else and again, would they do all that? the all the other questionable decisions that were made uh, suggest there was some internal planning involved. And whether that was the CIA or the FBI, I think the FBI was also involved to a degree, but we're going to stick with the CIA. This guy, uh, Alan Dulles, we were just, <laughs> just a monster of a human. So we were talking about the Bay of Pigs and the Cuban Missile Crisis, but Let's after the Bay of Pigs, track record. Alan Dulles was the director of the CIA, right? For years and years and years, pretty much since its inception. Uh, I think he was the he he held the job of director of the CIA for the longest. Was, he's also Satan's close buddy. Yeah, he's done he's done some up shit, but he pissed off he pissed off Kennedy way before the Bad Pigs, and Kennedy kept him on. Just I guess he was trying to go along to get along, and maybe it was the diplomat in him. I don't know. Um, but Dulles after the Bay of Pigs fiasco, uh, yeah, Kennedy was kind of forced him to resign. But Dulles, along with some of the uh, chiefs of staff, were also the ones that brought up uh, how to frame a scenario where America was justified in invading Cuba. One of which involved a future conspiracy theory, which we will cover, which is Operations Northwoods. Uh, think 9-11, only Cuba, and not Afghanistan slash Iraq. More on that in another episode. And Alan Dulles was part of this. Now, he wasn't the, he may not have been the progenitor, but he was one of the ones like that could justify an action like a 9-11 style attack yeah. to inspire America to be justified inspire. in going. What, I get it. What, I get it. It's, just, more, it's just funny to hear that. Uh, what more can you, like, there's not I, a better I, word. I you're think. not, you're not. I was saying, you just think about what we should be inspiring people for. Mm. Yeah, vengeance, yeah. righteous vengeance. What, what are we? There's, there's nothing more satisfied than righteous vengeance, right? Except yeah. maybe blow job. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, trying to lighten the mood a little bit. I'm, no, I'm going, that's, that's good. and also I'm rambling a little bit. You're good, but uh, you've got this Dulles, I, I'm, Dulles I'm cat. Quiet, but I'm listening because he knows a lot more about this than I do. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of a, a traveler. Well, not you're not a traveler because I'm waiting. For, I'm waiting to hear your thoughts. On, on <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm gathering yeah, that. That color commentary is coming, <laughs> and I can't. That's so delicious. So this Dulles cat, right? He's forced to resign. And keep in mind, he was the director of the CIA who forged ties with the mafia. He's got to be pretty pissed about getting fired. And him and and half his half his uh, senior staff, they were all got the got the kibosh. Uh, they later on, you might recognize this Alan Dulles cat from being on the mother Warren commission. Now, another reason why the CIA might have a problem with JFK is JFK has been on file as saying, I want to break the CIA into a thousand pieces. (sighs) Like I'm just going motive on motive on motive on motive. And like nobody, if you have something like the Warren Commission, where you have a C- the CIA and FBI in doing the investigating, <clears throat> and the FBI is potentially compromised because Herbert Hoover, at the time, while editing this episode down, I noticed that I said Herbert Hoover instead of J. Edgar Hoover. So just to clarify, we're talking about FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover. Let's get back to the show. He hated JFK. Well, well, he was a closet homosexual anyway. So not only did the CIA know this. What does that mean? A homosexual? Just kidding. Or black male? <laughs> black male. Is that is that is that a racial slur now? Black no, I was just fucking confused. You. I thought I thought it was just a term. I was just cracking you. You say he was a gay yeah, man. Yeah. No, no, he's, I said homosexual. I'm just kidding. So no, he was he was a, he was a homosexual, but not an outed homosexual. Right. But the CIA, the important. CIA had this information. The mafia had this information. If you wanted to strong arm somebody in the United States at that time, if you had that kind of information and knowledge about somebody, you could get them to do almost anything. Yeah. 
So the people in charge of investigating the murder of the president were potentially, or in, in many people's opinion, and I tend to lean this way, you have the CIA investigating it, which they're investigating themselves, so they ain't gonna find it. And then you got the FBI, who's potentially, or more than likely, compromised to a degree by the CIA and, and mafia, both. And the FBI, by the way, uh, post JFK assassination, this is, this is important information, post assassination, the Secret Service forced the Dallas doctors to release President Kennedy's body within an hour of being declared dead so they could fly him back to D.C. to have his autopsy done at Bethesda Naval Hospital. Right. Which was against Dallas state law regarding homicides. So the Secret Service broke the law. And from what I understand from reports of that day, the Secret Service actually drew guns. They drew down to get the casket out of the hospital and into the plane. Yeah. They forced their way. They They forced it. They meant it. it. And then the FBI requested that the Dallas Police Department relinquish all the evidence, all physical evidence, all witness testimony. They, the FBI requested that they pass all of that over to them. When they did that, <clears throat> there were quite a few items that uh, went missing, unfortunately. And, uh, yeah. The, the amount of evidence that, that the FBI <clears throat> lost or mismanaged or downright manufactured, like, I don't know, a magic bullet. Which Found is, on the gurney. Which, was, which has been the, the magic bullet. To have a bullet, again, let's theorize that the Warren Commission was right and one bullet did all this damage. That bullet would be completely unrecognizable as a bullet. But what they had was this bullet that was about this big. And it was you know, a massive, massive round. Seven, uh, 5.62, what was the Carcano rifle? You look up, look up what, what rifle they said it was, please. Uh, but this, this massive bullet had just a tiny little nick out of the nose of it. The nose of the bullet, the tip of the bullet. Now, like, I, if you could even try to sell, like, I don't think it's plausible. Like, just with ballistics involved, the ballistics involved, the trajectory, no, can't happen. Cartusia Modelo, I think that's how you say it. Carcano? C-A-R-T-U-C-A-R. What was what was the number? What was the number? Oh, uh, six point five. Six point five. Manlicker. Uh, Fifty-two. Manlicker Kirkano. That's that. That's how they say it in all the documentaries. Anyway, that's the only way. That's the only reason oh, I know how to there say it. Is. it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was the name of the bullet. Yeah, you're right. What yeah, you but that, said. that that bullet was is massive mm-hmm. and barely a, barely a nick on it after going at like highly th- unlikely in and out seven eight times. Yeah, dude. Pretty sketch. Uh, and also, the only evidence that linked Oswald to the scene, outside of it being his occupation, the place, his place of work, was a palm print that was not actually even identified until after Oswald's death. And reports are that the FBI made a visit to the morgue, and there's actually the mortician uh, testified that the FBI came in there and they had a package that was very gun-shaped. And that uh, they had to remove fingerprint ink from the corpse. Oswald's corpse. Dun, dun, dun. Question, 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 question. Like, if this was... If this was an actual, like, f- fiction... Store, fictional story like if we were watching this on Netflix right now we would all just be going how how is anybody buying this right now yeah like as as smart as the American public as, as smart as we think we are like the real real life is so much more interesting like the history of this nation is so much more interesting and the drama is so much more interesting than anything that's on television. It's absurd. And it seems it sounds like a, of a Hollywood screenwriter. Yeah. Like and this this is just still sticking with with the Warren Commission. But if you were the CIA 
and you're looking for the guilty parties, would you really think you would find yourself? Would you report yourself as guilty? And if you had leverage over the FBI, do you think that they're going to say anything to make you potentially spill something on you? <laughs> Definitely not, dude. It'd be a cold day in hell. Definitely not. And you also, we have some mob peoples that we want to talk about. This was, I've been, I've been waiting to get on this one. Your body language, you just, I mean, this I, dude is eating this. Uh, dude, ah, I love it but too. It's, it's so, it's just, it's, it's entertain, entertaining it's, it's and entertaining, it's engaging it's, for me, but it's, it's also, it's fun for me to talk about and it's something that I'm passionate about because I want people to, to hear about it and think about it and learn about it. No, yeah, you, I mean, don't, this is, don't take, this is, this don't is take what I that, have to say as gospel. I want to say one thing, like, we were talking about this before we started filming. This planet, millions of years old, I know some, some people don't think that, and that scares me also, but millions of years old, and we're talking about something that happened in 1963, the year is 2022. This is not that long ago. America's not that old of a nation. So for anybody to pretend that this is too far back to be relevant, presently relevant, is just, I mean, a lost case. It's so important that you, I'm glad you're passionate about it, and I'm too. But it's just, it's, it's really disturbing. Phase, I, th- I believe that the JFK assassination was accidentally phase one of a different kind of government response to the American public. Yeah, and it, uh, it's gone. And and again, in my opinion, uh, studying the various topics the government's done, uh, I, I have I've just seen a more of a downward trajectory. And, and it, it hasn't always been an. It's well, not like a nosedive, but, but it's it, definitely it, been on the downward trend. This stuff matters in in real life and real people's lives. Yeah, because when you have when you have the ability as a human being to draw a conclusion about something. And you've got all this that's drawing a conclusion, but yet you're expected to trust, put blind trust into something that goes against all your judgment and your gut, then you don't trust that gut anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Over a period of time, you, it would, it, you, will, you will dull it and you won't, trust what, you won't trust your own judgment about anything. Exactly. So, over time. This isn't something, it's not like, because this one thing, you know, I don't trust myself. Mm-hmm. It's like, over time, this yeah. shit wears on people. Yeah. And and they know that. Oh, yeah. I mean. It'll wear you down, man. Yeah. So, it's disturbing. I, again, it, and this is, this, topics, a lot of these conspiracy theory topics have been wearing down on me for, you know, years and years and years. And now that we, we're doing this, and we're, you know, we're advocating that people get more involved in their, in their, their, their own lives and analyze how you think and why you think the way you think. And this is why I, I think that the brain snacks podcast, what we're doing with the conspiracy theories this season is important because it's not necessarily about, you know, uh, your patriotism about mm-hmm. America, but it's about like your humanity. Yeah. Like these, these are atrocities committed. If it on, doesn't, if it doesn't do something in your the belly. world, because just just the kind of president that John F. Kennedy was, uh, again, I if if he were to run today on the same platforms that he won on and enacted some of the policies that he 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 like and enacted those policies the same policies he had then today, yeah, the conservatives the Republicans would still be going no he's he's a socialist oh my god, but he he is what uh, my wife my wife. Point, uh, reminded me what it was is classic liberal uh, somebody that was socially uh, accepting and, and motivated by the social well-being but also I think he was a lot more fiscally conservative and fiscally realistic than again what we had what we ended up being with too today. frivolous and random yeah specific throwing programs and it doesn't, they don't really have any much weight. That's my that's my bias. I agree. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, there's some things that. So back to our uh, our conspiracy theory where the CIA. And but don't the forget mafia. that with this, like, oh that, oh well, yeah, that I, I just there's, there's some there's some, there's some, there's some I want to riff just a little bit. That is a golden nugget of uh, of information. Yeah, I just reiterate. 
Yeah. Well, and and I'm I'm speaking from my own experience, and I think a lot of people will relate. I like as I'm even sitting here, and as we we approach doing this series, my way of understanding things up to this point has been largely conceptual, and never really entered the realm of, you know, this is real life and. Like, I mean, I, I know that sounds crazy, and I mean, I, I, I don't think anybody has any idea that they're doing that until they do, but until they until they realize it, yeah. That like, especially with our school systems and stuff, bringing people my age, our age, up. I mean, we just we just digest all these concepts of of things that happen with no real connection to them, yeah. And so you grow up, and I mean. Now it's so much more important to realize this because you can jump on TikTok and just forget that you know anything really exists mindlessly at all. scroll for days without without an end in sight. Yeah, and it's not it's not fashionable to to be real. Mm. It's just not. It's more fashionable nowadays to be depressed. Yeah, and. I don't know. It's just scary. Or to, or you know, it it's fashionable to to be depressed, or just to do something really ridiculous for attention. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you can call it whatever you want. It's just it's it's fashionable to do the wrong thing. You know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying anybody's a good person. I don't really believe in good and bad people. Mm. I mean, I think that there are some that are worse than others, but we all have to kind of pay more attention to real life. Mm. Agreed. But how we've gotten to where we are, at least as I mean, a nation, this is, this is yeah, this is how it all time. ties in. Because you have this super idealist like JFK, who again, I'm probably that, that he, way too. He, <laughs> youngest president in American history, and he expertly navigated one of the biggest diplomatic crisis crises of our entire nation's history, the Cuban Missile Crisis, and he handled that like a mother. Boss, right? So, I mean, again, we're still here. I mean, if this is in fact the correct reality, and we didn't blow ourselves into another universe, that's a, that's a topic for another day. But uh, reasons why the mafia might want to off JFK. So we've covered some of why the CIA might want to, and there there are probably other reasons that are still classified that we'll never know about. There were also some assassinations the CIA carried out that JFK was just like, he inherited from the Eisenhower administration that they don't really talk about because why would you talk about the CIA offing, you know, world leaders? Because that's, 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 that's just bad press. We're just good old That's America. bad press 101. You just, you know, yeah. why we put that in our We're going to sweep books. that under the rug right here. Bro. Yeah. But we got the mafiosos right here. Uh, we got Sam Giacana, which uh, was, he was reported to have been a friend of John F. Kennedy's father, Joseph Kennedy. Uh, Joseph Kennedy, and some of you may or may not know, but um, the Kennedys may were new money. They weren't old money. They weren't like old English money that came to the Americas and said, hey, you know what? We're not paying your taxes. Eat a dick. And we're going <laughs> to go ahead and start our own country. Yeah. Uh, they were new money. So Joseph Kennedy went out, hustled, uh, he was a bootlegger and he did have ties with the mafia and that's where the connections are. But also he made, he did make a lot of his money from the stock market as well, but he did profit wildly from having associations with the mafia. Ipso facto through bootlegging. So he know J Sam Giacana had that connection with Kennedy, right? <clears throat> Even Al Capone probably had some connection there. So, Rumor has it that Joe said to Sam at some point, and this is, again, I, uh, surely there's not a recording transcript of this because this is in the uh, late 50s, 58, 59, when uh, JFK was making his bid for the presidency when the elections started. Uh, Joseph Kennedy talked to Sam Giacana and said, uh, if uh, you give me Illinois, I'll give you the White House. Now, they never went into detail about what that message meant, and but that was reportedly 
part of the conversation that that Joseph Kennedy had with Sam Giacana, which Illinois and the 1960 election, which is when JFK took office, uh, that was Illinois played a pivotal role in his getting in there. So theoretically, uh, again, this can't be proven, but. The mafia there, pretty much the, got him in the there. Maf- the mafia has been reportedly, and this isn't just in Chicago, this is Philadelphia, this is any major, major metropolitan hub. Uh, there may or may not have been some vote tampering, and there may have been some vote <laughs> vote stacking in Kennedy's favor, which got him Illinois, which in turn got him the White House, which in turn would have given Sam Giacana unbridled access to not just because he already has a working relationship with the CIA. This has been established. This is a fact. This is not conspiracy fiction. This is fact. Sam Giacana now potentially has access to the White House, the most powerful man on the planet. Until JFK goes ahead and says, you know what? Hey, Bobby, you want a job? Bobby, I got a job for you. You went to law school, didn't you? You f- you f- wank. Why don't you come on in here and uh, why don't you go ahead and be the Attorney General of the United States? So Bobby Kennedy becomes Attorney General of the United States. Bobby Kennedy kind of, he was a little bit more of, had more of a hard on for taking out the mafia than Kennedy did, uh, JFK. But JFK backed his play and uh, they started shaking some trees and took down some mafiosos. And with that, there's going to be problems in paradise. Uh, I had mentioned Carlos Marcelo like Jello earlier <laughs> in the podcast. Uh, one more time. What was the name of that, uh, that, that, that country that Marcelo was from? I should have wrote it down. That's on me. Tanisha. 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 So Carlos Marcelo, he probably, he wasn't born in Tunisia, but I think it, he had a fake, uh, birth certificate from there. Well, Carlos Marcella, they couldn't nail him for anything solid, but they could deport his ass as he was. He <laughs> <laughs> so, so Robert Kennedy, and I, I really think that Robert Kennedy, like he never got over his college years of being a frat boy. I'm pretty sure this was like the greatest frat boy prank of all time that totally backfired in the end because uh, Robert Kennedy, uh, along with the State Department, Deported Carlos Marcello, but not in a way that you would be like, oh, they just dropped him off at the embassy. No, they picked his ass up, flew his ass to Tanisha. Thank you for picking that up uh, there, Dustin. Flew his ass to Tanisha, dropped his ass off in the middle of the forest. Not a, not a house, not a relative's place, not an embassy, not a gas station, which I don't even know if there was a gas station in Tanisha. But just dropped his ass off in the middle of nowhere and said, <laughs> you no peace i'm out of here and uh you can imagine you know the italian mafia boss of new orleans uh kind of didn't take that well pretty pissed off so marcello slowly makes his way back home and uh again there are ties with the jack ruby which jack ruby and Oswald had no connections, although they both spent a lot of time in New Orleans. And there was rumors that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, as a CIA asset, maybe not an operative, but as a CIA asset, uh, was maybe being uh, groomed to be a part of this plot to kill Kennedy. But I don't think, I don't think they had enough confidence in his ability to do anything. So I think they just went about the CIA went about the way it's a, uh, it's term called sheep dipping, which is making somebody look like, uh, they're the prey to, uh, certain events. Uh, look, could you look up the terminology, uh, definition, uh, for sheep dipping sheep, like bad sheep, but it was a CIA way of, uh, cultivating somebody's uh, personal life to appear to be something that it was not. So basically camouflage. So you make him look like this giant effing communist, right? Right. 
And then... Oh, yeah. To replace someone's public service... Wait. Yeah. To replace someone's public service in the military uh, and or intelligence with another pretended occupation in order for them to serve as a covert intelligence agent. Which would be CIA saying, yeah, no, you're dishonorably discharged now. Go to Russia. Find some shit out. Report back in, say, two years. You came back with a wife? What are you doing to me? What are you doing to me? Yeah. And all this, all this Castro literature, again, there's no reason to assume that he wasn't a CIA asset. Yeah. And him making the public, he had a couple of uh, news spots. He was actually on television handing out these flyers in New Orleans. And again, all of this stuff is all in the same neighborhood. So you have FBI headquarters, you have CIA headquarters, and you also have mafia headquarters, all like within the same run of the strip, within like a half mile of each other in New Orleans. Huge connection there. And Jack Ruby's frequently down there visiting Mr. Marcello. So you're telling me that there was no connection whatsoever? No connection. Now let's say Jack Ruby and Oswald didn't know each other, never met each other, never seen each other on the street. Okay. But can you tell me that Oswald didn't potentially or more than likely have CIA contacts? At some point? Eh. Jack Ruby? Noted that he had mafia contacts. So, therein lies the problem with the whole... Warren Commission narrative. There's, I, I just poked holes in it with minimal effort. And this is also discounting the fact that there were like 50-something witnesses on the day of the JFK assassination that the Warren Commission didn't depose and take statements from or hear testimony from for the Warren Commission because they're... Were, they were touted as not being credible witnesses. But when you have 50 people saying very similar things, which was, yeah, no, uh, we heard a shot from the back, but there was one, the, the last shot came from the front. Yeah. Again, kind of pokes hole in the narrative. People, and it would, man, like, and they're, they, they really don't have any, I guess they don't have any ties to each other. I mean, was there any evidence that would have they fabricated? Were, they were, they were Texans. Yeah. And they were of, they, they were, uh, they weren't just, Demo- they weren't just Democrats, which was what Kennedy was. Kennedy was a Democrat. Yeah. It was majority Republicans. I mean, they weren't buddies though. No, definitely I weren't mean, buddies. They, there's no evidence that they, you know, corroborated and. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Got the story straight. Well, ex- I mean, exactly. Yeah, like, well, they, these people so get so many they, detailed a these, accounts. A lot of the witnesses. Uh, witness accounts that came that day were from people uh, that like they were taken literally that day and it wasn't like a group consensus like hey did everybody hear a shot from the front I don't know Bill would you I mean it's like no individuals with very clear memory Mm -hmm. of it yes Uh, how much time do we have left on this center camera are we are we almost out 33 minutes left? Oh, cool. We're good, we're good to go. I just, uh, well, if we were going to change, do something, I was going to say change, uh, we could change out the, uh, change out the SD card because I got a little bit more, a little bit, a little bit more on uh, some of the witness testimony. There was also witness, witness testimony that placed Oswald on the second floor in, when the motorcade was actually going through uh, of the school, Texas School Book Depository, which is where he worked. That wasn't a, that was potentially a set up occupation for him to be, you know, with us as a CIA contact, but, uh, he was technically, they said that he was on the sixth floor. He shot. That's what the Warren commission said. Well, there was witnesses from employees of the Texas school book depository, coworkers of Oswald's that said, no, he wasn't there. We saw him on the second floor. He wasn't out of breath when the police officer witnessed him when, after the assassination, the what there's a police officer that corroborated the second floor story. He wasn't winded. He was drinking a Coke on the second floor within 30 seconds. Uh, was it 30 seconds or a minute after the shooting is when, when the cop said he was up in there. So up again, in the, uh, yep. whole, 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 like there's so many holes in the Warren commission. 
but how how do you the easiest way to frame them though would be with the ship sheep dipping which is cultivating this persona that he is this pro castro communist guy he would have a reason he would have a legitimate reason every like especially at this time in the world uh keep in mind this is the cold war as close-minded as we can be today like the amount of propaganda that the CIA news media machine was pumping out at the time and potentially justifiably, but it was all, all red scare. Mm-hmm. We're you know, the communist, 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 communist report your, your neighbor. If you think they're a communist, it's all a lot about a control there, but there's so much fear associated with that word that the second they said, well, Lee Harvey Oswald, who was pro Castro because it's established again in New Orleans with him handing out flyers. He's pro Castro and he defected to Russia. He renounced his U.S. citizenship. It's like they they built the perfect profile for somebody that they thought. Turns out they were wrong, but somebody that they thought would that would satisfy the public's angst. Like, who would do this? Why would you do this? Well, here's your enemy. Oswald. Yep. And that was supposed to be a (laughs) hallelujah. But I'm like, imagine the planning that had to be involved in cultivating Oswald just to be a fall guy. Yeah. Now, I think, I don't think that he started out in the CIA as a CIA asset in that capacity. I think that that's just how it ended up happening. I think it was just like, well, Kennedy ain't going to do nothing about this. So he's got to go. Who do we have in the area? There was a, uh, there was another report uh, there in Miami. There was a, another meeting, uh, another rally or drive by that Kennedy was going to do drive by is a poor term considering he died in, you know, a drive by. He was driving, though. But whatever. Uh, poor joke. <laughs> but, but you got uh, in Miami, he was going down there to give another speech, and they were supposed to do a whole presidential motorcade where he is. This is election year, by the way. He's trying to rally voters. And after the Bay of Pigs fiasco, he's got to do something to gain voter confidence. So he, the plan was to do the whole motorcade thing the same way. Well, it turns out that there was a Miami uh, detective that had an undercover informant uh, that recorded a conversation talking about the assassination of John Fitzgerald Kennedy. And this guy said that he's going to come through town and they're going to get him. Well, how do you think they're going to get him? Oh, from uh, from a building couple stories up high-powered rifle this was jfk was assassinated november 22nd 1963 this was i believe october 16th 16th 17th or 18th it was one of the teens right there from what i can remember from the date but this this was when that that first attempt was supposed to be uh taken Mm -hmm. but because that tape got recorded that undercover officer got that that recording that actually got sent to the secret service and secret service is like oh we can't fake this one we can't pretend like we didn't know and now now it's documented that there was a report that there was going to potentially be an attempt on the president's life right me what are we going to do now well the president didn't do the whole motorcade thing when he was down in miami for doing a speech he literally took a helicopter in did a speech got the hell out Super high security. Now, why would you think the threat is over just over a month later in Dallas? Yeah. Which is a place uh, that's very conservative, Republicans, where they are circulating papers, FBI, like that look like FBI wanted posters. We talked about this off camera. Like full front. Can't say Dallas doesn't love you. Front photo, side photo. we'll, We'll pull it up right here. Uh, but it was wanted for treason. JFK wanted for treason because the conservatives, the Republican party thought that he was too soft on the Soviet union. So th- you're telling me there's, there's less risk of him 
getting Be, being offed. Yeah. There's less danger to the president in a place where they're passing out wanted for treason posters. Like the, the complete it's again, a complete lack, lack, uh, complete ineptitude on the secret services part or collusion. In my opinion. Now, I'm not saying it's all the guys on the Secret Service staff. Surely there's some people on there that are like, it's my boy. I love him. I take yeah. a bullet for him. And I, I have no doubt that there are people that But they're wanted... also obeying a chain of command. Precisely. And they're also hungover, remember? All those guys were partying until four in the morning. I'm saying, I don't think they would have done that unless they had a green light to do that. One, two, three, green light. Somebody gave the green light for that. So, what, what it all boils down to is the CIA and... In cahoots, this is a fun word. Cahoots uh-huh. with the mafia, they hired, uh, they hired assassins, uh, trained professional assassins. Uh, reportedly, supposedly, three in total, to go out and take out the president. And there are some, uh, there are some some compelling stories and testimonies to uh, corroborate that. But we may never know the full truth, and that's fine. But as far as this conspiracy goes, uh, again, I feel it's the people that had the most to gain would be the CIA and the mafia. What are, your, what are your thoughts? Absolutely. Do you, do you think it's the, the greed and power or the fear of embarrassment? What, what do you think would have motivated the CIA to do what they did? Is it just pure vengeance for his lack of spine? Or is it out of genuine concern for the future of American society. I don't think it's that. I think it's, it's the fear of them, you know, being, having that kind of an enemy, you know, so close to them. Yeah. But, but that, that begs the question again, and this, we're looking back retrospectively. Because he, because he he did say he would dismantle them. Yeah. Or he wanted to. Self-preservation. Clean them out. Self-preservation was in mind. Right. So they wanted to hold on to their tenuous grip on power. Yeah. Okay, I can dig it. And and, the, and 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 them being in bed with the mafia. I mean, that's what they. That's. I yeah. mean, they're honoring them too. I mean that, it, or it, else their families are going to die. I mean, I've seen I've seen the Godfather. <laughs> You've seen the Godfather, I mean, right? That's how that works. You've seen the Godfather, right? I haven't. Oh, mama, never seen it. Scorsese. Oh my God, you I'm guys waiting for the reactions. Uh, you claim to claim to be filmmakers. <laughs> He's seen it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. Good man. Good man. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Well, he's seen what the mafia is capable of with the Godfather. Yep. Oh, they they can be bloody and ruthless. I mean, you you can go back to news reports, newscasts from from back in the forties, fifties, sixties. I mean, they are ruthless. Yeah, ruthless. And but the reason a lot of people dismiss the mafia being involved is because the mafia has always been purported to be extremely public and in your face, and like, yeah, you know, it was us. But you can't prove it, can you? Go f*** yourself. Yeah. Well, with this kind of a high profile character, yeah. this is not something you, 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 you really you brag want. about it. Do you know? want the entire nation to come after you? No. No. Absolutely not. That's why, like, again, I think hiring an inter- intermediary, like, they have the connections. They've been smuggling drugs for how, you know, all, all these years. They have contacts everywhere. CIA? Same difference. Many of them share the same contacts. So, again, Alan Dulles being on the Warren Commission, I think that that compromised the entire integrity of the Warren Commission. So, A, should have been disqualified and and disregarded straight out of the gate as soon as it was released. I agree. Uh, I, I still think that... Uh, Mr. You still, you, you, and you, you can't call that the official narrative of... of- of the government, the United States government either because of the, we'll get to that later, but there's well, we two, can, there's two quote unquote official, uh, conclusions. It, we'll, we'll bring, bring it up now. It's, uh, was it 1976? 78. Uh, I think, boom. See, I, man, I, I mean, I just, this, I just, see, this is that. why you're here. You're, you're the one that keeps me on track, man. <laughs> uh, we getting into that now? Hey, always. No, I just, just, just have to mention it. Yeah. But that this is why, the public had such a hard time taking in the Warren report. Right. And there was such demand for better answers or a better explanation, at least, is that the 1978 what, uh, uh, Senate 
Committee, Committee on Assassinations? Yes, yeah. that's what it is. They came to the conclusion that after the Zapruder film, which we'll link to that, we're not going to show any of these graphic details because we don't want to freak you guys out. Pretty grody. Uh, if you have a, a queasy stomach, I don't want you to, to lose your lunch yeah. while you're watching YouTube on your lunch break. Uh, but the Zapruder film, there was audio from that that the Senate committee analyzed, and it took months and months and months to analyze it. But they determined that there was four shots fired from two separate locations, indicating a conspiracy. Woo! And this has been uh, the CIA mafia plot to kill Kennedy conspiracy theory. We've given some of our thoughts. We want to know what your thoughts are. Conspiracy snacks. You'll find some more helpful links in the description. Uh, we will leave some some fun. I'm not going to say fun. That's, uh, <laughs> this, that's, is that's, fun. so dark. This is not. Fun. This is so you dark. You have to make. But it, I, have, I have a very. You have to make it fun. I have. I have a dark sense of humor about the entire scenario, just because it is so tragically sad. Yeah, and it is. It is again. I think it was the starting point. Kennedy's death or assassination was the starting point of the decline in our ability to trust our government. I agree. So with that, check the description if you want to do some more research on your own, come to your own conclusions. Uh, you want to call us out for being full of Also, yep. feel free. Oh, that's <laughs> all on the table. Let's go. Let's go. But with that, we'll shut down uh, the CIA mafia conspiracy, and we will... S- Check back in with you guys shortly with uh, the next conspiracy, which we will announce shortly. This is Bryn Brain Snacks with Jackson Max. Out. Conspiracy Snacks. And wrap it. We hope that you're enjoying the show. If you'd like to sign up for our newsletter, go to www.brainsnackspodcast.com. Ah!